This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Betty Chen. Taiwan reported 83 local cases of COVID-19 on Sunday, its largest number in nine months. The central government is taking temporary measures to curb the outbreak and says the situation is under control as only 34 local cases were reported today. Bing Wang reports. These workers at the Datan power plant in the northwestern city of Taoyuan are waiting in line to take a rapid COVID-19 test before the shift. The company is taking extra precautions after Taiwan reported 83 local COVID-19 cases on Sunday, its biggest number since June of 2021, and most of the infections came from the power plant. 47 out of the 52 positive cases were migrant workers living in this company dormitory. Those with COVID-19 have been taken to a central quarantine facility. To prevent a further outbreak in Taiwan, the government is implementing temporary measures, particularly in establishments known as adult entertainment industries. These include karaoke bars, dance halls, pubs, tea houses, saunas, and massage parlors. Employees at these establishments are also required to take COVID-19 tests on a weekly basis until the end of April. Taiwan's health minister says plans for further reducing quarantine periods for travelers into Taiwan from 10 to 7 days could be postponed. While this is the largest outbreak of local cases in nine months, the government says there is no need to panic. Taiwan has been able to control all of its outbreaks so far and is incentivizing people to get their COVID shots. Klein Wang and Bing Wang for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan's army has held live-fire exercises on the offshore Mazu Islands under 20 kilometers from the shores of China. The tactical shooting drills held over the weekend saw the skies over Beigan Island set ablaze with anti-aircraft artillery and machine gun fire. Tracer rounds were shot from atop armored vehicles that reached their positions via underground tunnels. The simulation of an aerial attack on the remote archipelago near southeast China's Fuzhou comes after drills earlier this month simulating a seaborne assault on remote Dongying, another of the Mazu Islands. The exercises are routine, according to the Defense Ministry, although they come at a time of heightened alert in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine and increasing incursions by the Chinese Air Force into Taiwan's air defense zone. These incursions most often breach the zone to the south of Taiwan proper. But in February, a Chinese aircraft was detected near Dongying. Military officials called the move a provocation and a test of Taiwan's combat readiness. Survivors of the major train crash in Taiwan last year and relative of its 49 victims had called Transportation Minister Wang Guocai on Monday. (laughs) 
at a press conference in front of the legislature. The group said Wang failed to show up to a meeting he had promised them on March 23rd. The minister came to the press conference to apologize, saying an aide had made a scheduling error. He's agreed to meet with the group on Tuesday afternoon. The crash survivors and victims' relatives want an independent task force to oversee railway safety reform. They also want the Taiwan Railways Administration to take responsibility for handling compensation. The crash on April 2nd last year happened in eastern Taiwan's Hualien County when a Taroko Express train collided with a construction vehicle that had rolled onto the track due to operator error. Residents of a fishing village in southern Taiwan's Kaohsiung are protesting a move that would see their homes relocated due to industrial pollution. Dalingpu villagers gathered outside the government's second explanatory session on the relocation on Sunday. They called on factories around the village to be relocated, not the 20,000 residents. Several decades of industrialization have left Dalingpu surrounded by polluting factories. A 2019 report by Taiwan's environmental agency found people in the village have a higher risk of developing cancer. Three years after it was announced, the move has still not begun. At a meeting on on Sunday, Kaohsiung's mayor said the relocation would not start until all parties were satisfied with the terms. Our reporter James Chater recently visited Dalingpu and found out more about the concerns of the village's residents about the relocation plan. Industrial chimney stacks cast ominous shadows over village lanes. Since the 1980s, a government plan to create an industrial economic engine in Taiwan's southern port city of Kaohsiung has slowly ensnared the village of Dalingpu. For nearly 400 years, Dalingpu existed as a quiet fishing village on the outskirts of Kaohsiung. But rapid industrialization brought Taiwan's corporate giants, including Thai Power, China Petroleum, Taiwan Shipbuilding and China Steel. With the companies came economic growth and a visible imprint on the village. China Petroleum funded an activity center and the ornate temple in the heart of the village. But their arrival also brought a host of other problems. One of the biggest, pollution. In 2019, an environmental agency report found higher levels of toxic chemicals in the water, soil and air around Dalimpu and concluded residents had a higher risk of developing cancer. That same year, the government approved a 2 billion US dollar relocation plan for Dalimpu's 20,000 residents. Zhang Yixing is a fourth-generation Dalimpu resident. His shrimp farm in the village now sits abandoned. He closed it in the early 1980s after he realized polluted water was making his shrimp sick. He says the ocean used to come right up to his backyard. But due to land reclamation for industry, the coastline is now more than a kilometer away. Like many shrimp farmers in Dalimpu, he lost his business in part due to the reclamation. But Jiang says he's open to relocating, as long as the terms are right. 
In 2010, the government conducted surveys to assess whether residents would be open to moving. At the time, 70% of Dalimpur residents agreed with the relocation. But since then, concerns about the relocation have evolved, and they mostly focus on the project's main slogan: three square meters for three square meters. It means for every three square meters residents have in Dalimpur, they'll get three square meters in the new area. But residents are worried a Taiwanese construction law means you can only construct on 60% of every three square meters, leaving residents with much smaller living space than before. The reason why they are still so unhappy with the relocation plan is that they do not believe they will receive sufficient compensation to afford、um, a similar house or like a similar household elsewhere in the city. Raffaele Polito researches Dalimpur and has been talking with villagers nearly every day for the past year. He says there's a deeper issue that the relocation project doesn't adequately address: the 400-year-old bonds that tie this community together and make it home for the 20,000 residents. Behind me, you can see some of the 800 industrial chimney stacks which surround this once bustling fishing village. But after nearly half a century of industrialization in the local area, some residents here feel a sense of resignation about the relocation, because the place they once knew is now unrecognizable. Dalimpur residents are now questioning who this relocation really benefits. After the relocation, the centuries-old village is set to be swallowed up by the industrial plants surrounding it. For those making way for the economic development, a feeling there is no adequate compensation for their sacrifice. If you really don't like Dalimpur people, shouldn't you find a land that is more developed than the Dalimpur village? Many here feel, in the lottery of winners and losers from industrial development, Dalimpur appears to have drawn the short straw. Asnaya Joe and James Chater for Taiwan Plus. It's the end of an era for Taiwan's railways, as the country's first domestically built passenger train, the Fuxing Semi Express, prepares for its final journey. Entering to service in the 1980s, the Fuxing was once the mainstay of Taiwan's railway network. But recent years have seen more and more of the trains retired, with the only remaining route using the train running between Hualien in eastern Taiwan and Shuling in New Taipei. Now that too is set to end. According to Taiwan Railways Administration, the route will switch to a newer express service. Train spotters eager to get a final glimpse of the Fuxing can see the train arrive at Shuling Station for the last time at 9:56 a.m. on March 29th. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Betty Chen. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.